Coming up this week on Beyond the Vibe, I'm joined by Phil Conlane of Blackwater Conspiracy and my co-host Aaron Day from the Love and Revolution tour. I would never call you shit wizard. I know you wouldn't, Phil. To your face. To my face, yeah. We have no preconceived notions before we go in to record anything. Mm. It's kind of like a song is a song. If it's a jazz song, it's a jazz song. If it's a blues song, it's a blues song. If it's a rock song, it's a rock song. If it's a country song, it's a country song. So we just started as a million dollar reload on a particular show with the million dollar banner up. Halfway through the show, we made the announcement that a million dollar was going to be no more, and that we were moving on to a different thing, and that we were not going to be Blackwater Conspiracy. We brought the keyboard player out. Fucking hell, I bet it was an amazing experience. Well, it, we, well, I didn't know if it was going to work or not, but, <laughs> yeah, but we really. took a chance. <laughs> well, the personal experience that blew my mind was actually nothing to do with either band. Right. You know, I, I'm sure you know. Yeah, yeah, you were telling me the story yeah. of the barbecue. Yeah. So, you know, auditioning with ACDC was the biggest thing for me ever. Hello and welcome to Beyond the Vibe, the show that cuts deep into the world of music. Now you might notice that there is something a little bit different this week. Uh, obviously Aaron, um, uh, my co-host, isn't here. Uh, he's currently out on tour with his band These Wicked Rivers and they're supporting Blackwater Conspiracy. Now we thought we'd try something a little bit different. Um, we'll be joined very shortly by Aaron and uh, Phil of Blackwater Conspiracy um, as they are currently in Blackpool and uh, when, when this airs uh, they'll be on their last show uh, so uh, this will be interesting um, we were joined by Aaron and Phil now you alright? <laughs> what's happened? it's not fucking open is it? oh no the curry the oh no oh no what's the curry place? the curry place that Sam wanted to go to is closed yeah. oh no we're in disaster zone it's not good it's not good <laughs> So I'm here with Philip. Philip of Blackwater Conspiracy. Uh, we're currently on tour, aren't we? Mm. Yes, we are. And how's the tour been, man? Yeah, it's been great so far. Yeah, barbecue was excellent. Yeah, we had a barbecue uh, for viewers who didn't know on Wednesday, and um, Phil got. Very, I was. I didn't have a drink. Um, <laughs> Phil got. Phil got a bit larry, didn't you, Phil? Really? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, Jay didn't have a drink either. We both were very sober. Really? Is that is that the way we're going to spin this story? Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're in my theatre of control. Is that how we're going to spin this? I, I mean, it's probably the best outcome for me. Okay. <laughs> I, I, Aaron was very sober. Very right. Sober. right. I'm, I'm sure he was very well behaved. He didn't get his clothes off at all. No. Did I get my clothes off? Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Why do I always get my clothes off? Because we asked you to. That would be it. That would be we wanted to see your Dumbledore tattoo. Oh, that'd be why. And that turns out it wasn't Dumbledore, it was Gandalf. Stop calling it fucking Dumbledore! Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Sick. Fucking. Honestly, right, every night of the tour since Artwell told him I had a fucking Gandalf tattoo, I've been being called Dumbledore, mainly by this man. It's a nightmare. <laughs> Don't know, call me a shit wizard, man! <laughs> I would never call you shit wizard. I know you wouldn't, Phil. To my face. To my face, yeah. It's too much wizard. <laughs> Absolutely. Right, let's let's refer, refer to the actual structure of the interview. Yes, uh, reining it back in. <laughs> one, one thing that we like to do on the show is uh, we like to go right back to the origins of a, a musician. Um, so with that in mind, when was like the first time you remember hearing music and thinking like, this is what I want to do? Was there like a moment for you? That's a two-part question. 
So the first mu real music that I heard, that was aware of was the Stones. My mum was a big fan of the Stones, and she had lots of Stones albums and stuff, and so it was always constantly playing at home on a record player for you guys who are all too young. That's a thing with a little <laughs> music, and it's on a, like a black disc thing. <laughs> you know, me and you is the same age. Yeah. Yeah. Vinyls. It was a double vinyl album. That was the first time I'd become aware, and it was just constantly. But the first time I saw music, heard music, I thought, wow, that's cool. And this is so cheesy, but it's because of the age I am, was Guns N' Roses, Sweet Child of Mine hit number one in America. And we had a, we had the chart show, there used to be a chart show on in the UK on a Saturday morning. And you had, you know, loads of pop, and then there was this guy with a bandana on and a badass looking guitar player. I was going, wow, that's cool. So that was when mm. I thought I would like to be a musician. It was the same for me. First time I had Appetite for Destruction, it was mm. like that picture on the back of them all sat, you know, with fucking bottles oh, everywhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah, just, yeah, I was I just mean, like, there, this. there had been no one like that up until that point. Yeah, yeah I, I was aware who Aerosmith were, mm. but they weren't as badass as that, you know? Uh, well, what, what came first? Was it guitar or singing for you? Well, you see, I was always a bass player. Right, okay. Fuck, I never do that. Mm. So, started off bass player in heavy metal bands back home in Ireland and just you know how it is band lasts for three months when you're a kid and then you move on to something else so I was always a bass player for years and years and years and I was the shittest singer ever and I remember I remember really really clearly I was in a band with my friends I was about 15 or 16 and we were doing lots of gigs around home and we were, we were relatively decent we were you know we we're getting decent audiences and I was promoted to the singer at that point and they said after like one gig, no, you can't sing, you're no good. <laughs> and they sacked me. Get out. I was absolutely devastated, gutted. And you're about 15 at this point. Well, I was about yeah. 16. Yeah. I was like, it was like someone had died in the family. I was that upset about it. I thought, right, I'm going to fucking have you guys. <laughs> so then I, I kind of taught myself how to sing and picked up little bits and pieces as I went along. And then I started getting into successful bands, and then uh, the most successful band was Million Dollar back in the day. Mm. So when it kicked off, it was, woo, what's going on over there? Sexy time. I mean, I could turn the camera around, but I think we'll probably get it banned off YouTube. So John is <laughs> yes. currently naked. Wow, is that all the size Beautiful. Oh, there's a, there's a, Jesus, I can't, I can barely see it. What? What's that over there? Looks like basically we have an on joke. Oh, you probably don't know aware of this, Phil. We have an ongoing joke in the band that I've never seen art of his top off. <laughs> that, that, and I really want to now because I've never seen it. Well, so he saw you with your top off. No, he's seen me with everything. He's seen a lot. You know, <laughs> for most people, it's enough in life, you know, but I've never seen him with his top off. So that's well, why I, he hides I, I, it. According to what's your girlfriend's name again? A Jade. Well, according to Jade, it's, it's a quite imp an impressive sight, anyway. Why, 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 why has Jade seen him with his top I'm only saying. But anyway, back to the music thing. Yeah, so <laughs> long and short, I got kicked out of a band, and that just sort of kind of made me want to be. Mm. I wanted to prove them wrong more than anything. I think you definitely proved them wrong. I mean, one of the things, obviously, with piss taking aside, mm. that me and Hartwell and Rich mm. always comment on is how strong your vocals are. I know you're quite self critical, like in mm. the early gigs, you were like, oh, it's not warmed up mm. yet. But vocally, I think you're massive strong. Well, so, you know, nine times out of ten, my voice is close to where it needs to be. But, you know, you could hit an off night. Mm. And it just won't work properly. But. Yeah, it's a bit different than my my role because I think I can, you know. Yeah, well, just, well you know, being a guitar player, you know, you break a string, you change your guitar, that's it, like you know. But um, yeah, 
I'm happy enough where it is at the minute. So obviously Blackwater going on from Million Dollar came together in, in 2015. Yeah. Um, in terms of the journey of the band, you've had quite a lot of different highlights. Is there a particular moment, whether it be a practice or a song you've written or an experience where you think, bloody hell, this is this is going to be good and this was the right choice we Well, made? the personal experience that blew my mind was actually nothing to do with either band. Right. You know, I, I'm sure you know. Yeah, yeah, you were telling me the story yeah. of the barbecue. Yeah. So, you know, auditioning with SCDC was the biggest thing for me ever. <laughs> You know, yeah, yeah. obviously, obviously, yeah, yeah. You know, Change, life changes. Oh, you know, election flew me over to Atlanta for a week and did all that. Did. That was like, you know, that's like I had posters of Angus Young on my wall when I was a kid, yeah. and he's standing next to me saying, well, "Okay, do you want to do black and black?" And it's like, Jesus, you know. But it was great. That was for me. That that was a personal experience. As far as the bands go, you know, oh, there's been so many. You know, great tours. Blackwater Conspiracy doing a European tour with Blackberry Smoke. That was a big mm. deal. Um, playing with, well, we toured with John Shaw. Did you, do you really get auditioned for DC? Oh, yeah. Because I, I think you told me this story when I was probably obliterating. I can't remember. <laughs> it's running past it as if we're all like, this is a, isn't a massive thing. Are you, yeah, taking, well, are you taking the piss? No, you no, no. When Brian, when Brian took sick, yeah. and he had to step away for a while. So about three or four years ago. Yeah, it was 2016. Mm. So uh, a week or two after he had to step away, they sent me an email Bloody hell. through a third party obviously mm. you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know they sent us to a third party and asked me would i be interested in coming over and i was like well you know send me a flight ticket over and i'll go and within hours first class ticket to atlanta first class hotel picked up at the airport and a limousine all the whole all the bells and whistles like scdc really treat you good when you when you're with them you know yeah. so it was great mm. and the I was able to go to a few of the shows and hang out backstage and stuff after, you know, once Axel stepped in to do it. So it was great. Oh, it's really interesting, man. For, in terms of Blackwater, is a particular experience you've had with you and the boys up to this uh, point. Well, like I say, you know, touring with Joanne Shaw Taylor was great. And uh, well, the, the tours mostly, mostly all the tours, you know, with Chris Sparrows and Blackberry Smoke and you know, download a couple of times, yeah. you know, things like that were all great. Steelhouse Festival. Ramblin' Festival to you boys is all great. Yeah, yeah so, I was about to say getting to us. Well, so. yeah, again, yeah, this is the pinnacle right it's now. The pinnacle. This it won't get better than this one. Right? <laughs> <laughs> bollocks to Blackberry Smoke. Bollocks to all of that. No, I mean I know when we were speaking on Wednesday that mm. the Blackberry tour was quite a big one. Well, for it, you, it was a, it was a, another life changing, musical changing type thing. You know, to see how those guys operated how they handled themselves, what they did on stage, the little uh, hacks people call them, you know, that get you from A to B without messing up your system kind of thing. You know, the reason why we use in-ears in every show is because of Blackberry Smoke. You know, they said, you know, if you want to help yourself, not kill yourselves live on stage with your voice and get a good sound so that you can hear what you're doing properly, get yourselves you know, an in-ear system so we built an in-ear, in-ear, a cheap mm. in-ear system and we use it everywhere yeah. and it absolutely is a life saving it's a game changer for us mm, I think we'll probably look at it in the next couple of years yeah they're really you know these days all the little bits and pieces that you need for those are relatively cheap you could build a decent that you can use anywhere 
for like 1500 quid wow easy easy uh, salmon yeah mm. um so the most uh, recent album uh, two tales and the dirty truth of love and revolution um which is of course out now uh when you had that collection of songs together and uh, uh, decided and, and you walked into the studio um did you have like a certain vibe that you wanted to achieve and like if so how did you how did you go about it well that's the thing with our band is we don't we have no preconceived notions before we go in to record anything. Mm. It's kind of like a song is a song. If it's a jazz song, it's a jazz song. If it's a blues song, it's a blues song. If it's a rock song, it's a rock song. If it's a country song, it's a country song. We don't go in with a vibe. You know, we have our guitar sounds, which is the basis of what we're about. Mm. But, you know, that is, that's only the, the, the backbone of the blueprint to the song. So, you know, songs can sound... We don't go in with the way we gotta have a southern rock song. We gotta sound this way. We we just don't do that. We just whatever whatever way the songs are before we get to the studio is most of the time that's the way they turn out on record. No, oh, that's okay. You know what I mean? Did, in terms of this, compared to the first album, did you have a certain different feel or anything? Like, did you feel a different vibe about the songs? We, well, we felt it was more of an evolution. It mm. was a more of a snapshot of where we were at that particular point. Mm. You know, having picked up little bits and pieces and little bits of inspiration for songwriting and stuff. So your first album is always a collection of songs that you've had for a while. So they get down, they get put down. But then from your first album to the second album, let's say it's a year, two years or 18 months or whatever, that's where your next snapshot is. Yep. So, you know, people always talk about the, the difficult second album, you know, but... Mm. For us, I, I don't really look at it. You know, I don't really don't view it in the in in the regard of it's a difficult second album. Those are the bunch of songs we have that we want to record in that particular period of time. So that's where we go, and that's how it works for us. We don't actually, you know, we don't we don't go into the studio and go right. Well, we need to sound this way. Or we need to sound like Rolling Stones, or we need to sound like Aerosmith. Or we need we just don't do that. It's mm. just whatever way the songs turn out, that's the way they turn out. And I, I get that vibe definitely. As you say, it's a timeline. It is. It's you a know. timeline. Yeah, absolutely a timeline. You know, there's a couple of songs on this, on the most recent album, that, like for instance, a song on on the album called Burden Coal Mine. I don't know. It just felt like it, it it warranted and needed something else other than piano and guitar and you know the regular thing. So oh, let's have um, alien pipes on it. Let's have a low D whistle on it. Let's have a violin on mm. it just to see what the dynamic is. And we tried it and liked it, so we kept it. I feel like with Blackwater, you've you've got that kind of creative room a bit more. You know, it can fall into different things. Mm. So you can. Well, we, you know, we're, we're the same as you guys. You know, you're not really tied down to a particular. We have to have an album out, mm. and you know, you do it at your own pace, your own. You know, when you feel you're ready to do it, you do it. Mm. That, that's the way we operate. So, and I, I know a lot of bands do do it that way. So, if you're not pressurized. I think you can do better work that way. Yeah, because you're not constricted. And I think when you try and write songs mm. for a particular reason, they end up falling down because they're not an actual reflection of yourself. Exactly. Exactly. That's the best way to put it. Yeah. If you're if you're pressurized into you know like if you're if you're management or if you're at a, if you're with a record label or you know, whatever it may be and say well we need another ten songs for the next album, then then you're put into a parameter of a timeline. Yeah. So you're kind of constricted in your you know some songs that if with a little bit of growth you know like for instance if you have a new song and you might take it out and play it on the road for a few times and it evolves you know you, you might realize well actually it doesn't work that well mm. in this particular way live so let's let's rearrange that part but you only get the opportunity to do that when you're doing live shows mm. so if you're constructed on a timeline 
more often than not you're not going to get a chance to do that mm. so it's not going to be the best song it's not going to be the best the song can be yeah in my opinion mm. no no i agree now, obviously we said that blackwater formed in 2015 mm. and you mentioned million dollar in terms of your own sort of musical mm. timeline mm. um most people will, will probably as, as well as blackwater know you for your, for your time in million dollar because yeah. obviously they you know it's it, it reached quite a high level mm -hmm. you know they had a lot of great experiences through that yeah what was the decision at that point phil for that to, to change to blackwater what things promoted that? You know? in, in all honesty, it had run its course. Mm. You know, the band had been together for almost ten years. It did. It had achieved everything it for that band that that band was going to achieve. Mm. It really couldn't go any higher. You know, it, it's not because you know the songs weren't good enough because we thought the songs were great, as yeah. everyone does. You know, maybe not necessarily. Maybe some opportunities didn't come our way, but that's just the way of the world. It was just it was just time to move on to something else, and that's how we. Mm. It was time to move into something a little bit more reflective of our, where we were in our lives at yeah. that point. You know, we were younger at that point, and it was all full on party rock, you know, that kind of thing. But you know, you get a bit older and you're a little bit more retrospective, mm. and the music that we're doing now is more natural to us. Like back in the day when Million Dollar was a we were on that thing and I just mentioned we were on parameters we were on yeah. timelines with record labels well that's what stuff. I felt when you was mentioning yeah. it the Blackwater feels like it's just opened up a way oh, for yeah. all of that it's, stuff yeah it's just it, it, you know Blackwater's very chilled in that in that way you know Million Dollar wasn't mm. it was more of a crash bang wallop thing yeah. you know and it was everything that everything that that, that surrounded Million Dollar was by the seat of our pants yeah. every single thing you know we were with were, were, uh, multiple different record labels and it was always we want a record we want a record now we want a record now so we were pushed in and put in a corner kind of thing where we had to write songs and maybe necessarily didn't write our best best stuff at that point but again that's just the way you know you can't complain that you were given an opportunity to do stuff that you wanted to do so in re retrospective we were very lucky but at the same time i think blackwater's a more uh, organic yeah. machine and yeah. it, it feels it feels more natural yeah that's how it comes across mm. from, from looking, you know, looking outside. Blackwater's we're doing it for the fun as well it's we're doing it because we want to do it mm. there's no there's no pressure coming from any quarter we don't feel any pressure you know we're doing this tour because we wanted to do this tour yes it got postponed a few times but we did it because we want to do mm. it you know mm. and we're lucky in the position that we can you know ha have an agent book a few shows for us and stuff like that so you know it's good that way how, how did the fans take it because obviously musically it's quite and i know during mm. that last gig didn't you didn't you change the banner and everything and like do it halfway through a million yeah, dollar well, gig was, <laughs> yeah well it, it was always planned and once we had decided that we we're going to move on you know back home we had a lot of million dollar fans yeah so we said right you know to save a pile of, you know how it is. If a band breaks up, there's a there's always a little bit of a gap of time where there's no explanation of why did the band break up and what happened? Did they all fall out and blah blah blah? So we wanted to get cut all that stuff away. Mm. So we just started as a million dollar reload on a particular show with the million dollar banner up. Halfway through the show, we made the announcement that million dollar was going to be no more, and that we were moving on to a different thing. And we were now going to be Blackwater Conspiracy. We brought the keyboard player out. Okay, oh, I bet it was an amazing experience. Well, it, we, well, I didn't know if it was going to work or not. But, <laughs> yeah, we, but we took a chance, <laughs> you know. And we had we had merchandise, new Blackwater merchandise. We had the new banner, and we just pulled it down and put the million dollar. The merch people put the merch away and put out the new merch. 
And so when people come to the show as Million Dollar, the left haven't seen Blackwater. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So it was a. We think it was a, a seamless. People still mention it and say, "Oh, what about that gig you did in Belfast where you were one band and then finished as another?" <laughs> but we just thought we just didn't want to get into a whole who said what thing and mm. blah blah blah. And it was essentially it was going to be the same members plus a keyboard player. Yeah. So that was it. Really, it was it was easy. You know. Yeah. No, I like it. I think it's a sick way to do yeah. it. Mm. It saved a lot of hassle. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, of course, uh, you're currently on tour with these Wicked Rivers. Yeah. Uh, so we have to ask, uh, what what do you think of the band? Uh, do do you have any favourites in the band? Is is how have they been? Favourite any favourite members of the band? Favourite members of the band. Favourite members of the band, Phil. Oh, well, obviously, Aaron is like top look. Top look. Top look. Obviously, that's a given. You know. <laughs> Yeah. No, in all fairness, the, the, the fellas have been great. You know, uh, when you have a band on tour, you're always kind of a little bit... Uh, sometimes you have preconceived notions of what, they, what they're all about. But I'd already saw them play live anyway, so I knew what they were about. But Rich wasn't really a fixed member at that point. No, that was his first mm. gig. So Phil, yeah. Phil, Phil came to see us um, at the Harry Dog, which was Rich's first kind of trial gig yeah. as a keyboard player, which is interesting. Yeah, and... I like I, I like the their, I know you don't really like the term, but it's to me it's kind of a mixture of southern rock and stoner rock in places. Yeah. So I kind of I can dig that. I know I dig that kind of stuff. So I, I you know the reason why they were on tour is because I wanted them to come on tour. So I just said get the Wicked Rivers seated. These Wicked Rivers seated. They want to come. More importantly, because uh, I thought they were, I thought we'd be a good match, and as mm. it turned out, we are a good match. Yeah, even though you guys have a lot of production on stage, but that's all good. <laughs> <laughs> And they have lots of production so but it's all good and, you know everyone seems to be getting on well mm. there's no real there's no idiots among the you know except us obviously but yeah, you know, yeah, there's yeah. no idiots among your end of the you know everyone's very affable and friendly we all get on and you know there's no real problems mm. so that's good yeah it's been great to be fair right you know just from my end it's i think for us because it was our first tour i think coming with you boys was was probably the best first experience of that because See, i didn't know this was your first tour i i just assumed that you should tour lots no it's... no well because we we'd had one book to to celebrate eden we had one book with riders creed mm. but obviously that got oh, yeah, cancelled. Yeah, that's right, yeah. and then when it came around to the second time around and and the, and the question came up with with yourselves mm. we were the same we just felt like it was the right fit mm. obviously you boys had been around the block a little bit yeah. and we felt i think we felt that that was going to be a good learning experience mm. for us because if we'd have gone for band maybe at a similar level you can end up sort of butting heads mm. a little bit you know a similar well, see, I, I didn't really i didn't really look at it from that point of view you know bands talk about levels mm. and where they're at and stuff like that but you know i don't really see much of a difference in levels i just think maybe we've toured a little bit more mm. but mm. as far as levels goes you know and where you're rated mm. in the packing order i don't really think there's much between the bands at all no, no i appreciate you, you know, saying you're I mean, right though because i feel like with this whole era of blackwater as well i don't mm. think that you you'd like correct me if i'm wrong for it, but i feel like you don't take that stuff into account anyway because no. it's not the reason you're doing it no. and if you, if you do take that yeah. stuff into account you end up in this weird sort of argument yeah, with yourself yeah, all yeah, the yeah, time it's, you know? it's pointless you know if a band if you feel a band's effect it doesn't matter what where they are in their journey of what you would term a career type thing as long as it's, if it's a good fit and you, and you think well you know the audience is going to appreciate both bands that's the way to go yeah you know 100%. you know and we knew you you would sell a few tickets as well which is always a bonus you know so and as you understand yourself all the shows so far have been 
pretty well attended. Yeah, so, it'd be fantastic. You know, so it's happy then tonight's going to be super, yeah. super, super. I think tonight's going to be because we're, we're currently in uh, the Waterloo in Blackpool, yeah, um, mm. which is a fucking awesome venue. Mm. And, and yeah, we think pretty sure this is probably going to be the biggest one of the tour. Oh, absolutely! It, it, like it is sold so well from yeah. even from the get go when Ian, the guy that owns the place, when he wanted us to come back again, we knew it was going to do well again because the, the last, the previous time we played there, played here, it was like. 70% sold out yeah. and but you know you know how it is yourself even though 70% doesn't sound sold out it looked sold out yeah 100% yeah you know, and they doubled the tickets already for this one oh, already gonna be, it's gonna be amazing so, yeah, yeah so it's gonna be great it's gonna awesome. be great and uh, you know I know there's a lot of people that's come down to see you guys too but still it's still gonna be awesome yeah yeah interesting man now obviously we've had um, a lot of different tour stories we actually one of the ones we had was uh, from Massive Mr. Brad Brad Marr because he toured with Blackberry Smoke, and it turned out that Blackberry Smoke were accidental prankists, and we thought Blackberry Smoke would be nowhere near that mm. level, you know. And obviously, they are the prankster kings. <laughs> That's mad to me. I thought Blackberry would be like the most chilled out no. band. Uh, they, they are super chilled out, but you know they 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 are prankster kings, man. The last show <laughs> we did with them was in Paris. And it was in uh, Casino Nouveau. I think it's like it's only like five, six hundred people show, but the place was rammed. And we, we kind of, you know, we kind of knew that they were up to something, <laughs> you know, because the little bags of shit that they were carrying into the dressing room that you know, they hadn't got all turned. It was the yeah, last yeah. day of the show. And I was talking to Charlie at the bar, and he was telling me about this really lovely guitar he had saw in Paris, and but he didn't really want to buy it because it was super expensive and blah blah blah. blah. And that was all good. And they did their sound check. We did our sound check. We back to the dressing room, and we come walking out on stage, and there was they'd blown up condoms, <laughs> dozens of them, and taped them everywhere. And the microphones, on the guitars, on the drum kit, on the amps, they were like literally everywhere. Amazing. Oh man! And they were like, you know, they were watching our set, and they were going, <laughs> <laughs> you know it. But it was cool, you know, because it, if a band feels that they're going to do that, they obviously have some kind of Affection, yeah, 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 yeah. Real relationship, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 of course, you know. And so, anytime we went on tour, we always pranked the band on the last night, oh, yeah. I know, I'm sure we were chatting oh, about yeah. this, yeah. Oh, we were chatting we about speculated, this, didn't we? We did because obviously, I saw Rye the day after the barbecue. <laughs> I amazingly dro you drove myself to Newark after <laughs> the state that I left your house in, Phil. <laughs> um, and we were we said, oh, I'm worried shitless that the last night in Swansea that the boys are gonna so, so yeah, we'll be we'll be on guard and we'll be on guard we'll, now. We will not do anything to ruin your show, no, no, never. <laughs> wouldn't do that, but there will be pranks without a shadow of a doubt. If you're gonna target anyone, and Samboy will back me up on this, do it to Daniel. Because Daniel won't find it funny on the that, drums. Yeah, yeah. Because honestly, he won't find it funny, and that will make it better for all of us. Because he's that kind of guy. Because he's where, super professional, just and he just can't. Yeah, he's just. I think he's just. Um, I, think, I don't know how to put it. I just. So don't, drawing a big cock on his skin and a snare skin is not going to be appreciated. Then. Um, I don't know. I think you'd be all right with that because we could sell it. We could just sell it again. <laughs> so I think you'd be all right with that. I mean, it's just Dan's probably the well, most. Well, what I've saw done before lots of times. I'm sure you saw this. You know, after you've done your sign check, we could go and put a little bit of talcum powder on his symbols. So the first <laughs> no, time you that. <laughs> oh, that'd be amazing. You know, it just everywhere. <laughs> doesn't change the sign or anything. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like, you'd be going, oh, you fucking. <laughs> no, one of them ones. I can't wait. Now I've set the stone that, um, that we're on about pranking Dan last night at the tour. I'm definitely the best person to pick, innit? <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100% in agreement. So, oh, yeah, you're not getting away with it. No, no, I get away. <laughs> I'm involved now, aren't I? So it's a bit different, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, now we like to throw some uh, strange questions at artists. So hypothetically, 
uh, for uh, Blackwater Conspiracy's next album. Mm. Uh, you've got a gun to your head. You've been told that you have to do another genre. Um, what would that genre be? Ooh. Mm. In your control, Phil. If it was in my control. Oh, your control. Yes. Band have all got to say yes. Uh, <laughs> Americana. Americana. Slash country. You see, that would work, though, with the Blackwater, mm. though, wouldn't it? You know it would. I'm strongly contemplating. <laughs> <laughs> do you think you're one album away from that, or do you reckon you need to kind of... What would the rest of the band take take to the whole Americana thing? I don't really know. Like It's back to the thing I say. If a song happened to be an Americana song, then it would be an Americana yeah, yeah. song, and that's, that's it. And if an album happens to be an Americana album... Well, then that's how it is. Because it's mainly pro writers-wise, it's you and Brian, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Most so, of the time, yes. Do you think Brian would be on board? Brian would be on board. Brian is in the mindset that if a song sounds good, he does not care what genre it is. Yeah. If it's a good song, that's how it is. Yeah, and I like I like that mindset. I mm. think that's a good way to be. You know, if you come in on a song that that Slayer might have written, if it's a good <laughs> song, Brandon want to record it. <laughs> <laughs> he genuinely, genuinely, he's all about the song craft and the song. Awesome. It's a body of work for him. Have you have you started writing new material? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we'll get to get we we'll get to the end of the tour first. And then we'll see where we're at. And then, yeah, we'll definitely start writing songs pretty quickly after that. I would cool. So everyone keep an eye out and ears out for the Slayer inspiration mm -hmm. Slayer in Blackwater. Yeah. Slayer tribute album done in Americana. Yes. Country <laughs> yes. I saw it set that in stone. Um, we start. We asked this question, Phil, but I get the feeling with yourself, it's one of them where you, you kind of allow the natural progression of the band to flow. But where do you see the band in 10 years? Or where would you want to see the band in 10 years? Like, Do you see the band having that, that, that kind Longevity? of lifespan? Yeah. I don't know. I don't really know. I never really thought about it to be fair. Do you, do you, in terms of you, because you know, do you plan for the band in terms of you know on a yearly basis, or do you look forward to that? Cause yeah, well, we we definitely look forward, you know, but we know we don't really plan more than eighteen months in advance. Okay. You know, realistically, so if you want to take this as a situation, yeah, within the next eighteen months, we would like to have another album recorded and out in the market. Yeah. And that, that and another. Another couple of tours planned. Cool. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. Just, how it just goes. take it. Just take it. Just year take by it year. as it comes. But as far as you know, in ten years, who knows? Cool. Is there any personal targets for you? Are you, are you quite happy just to kind of just? Uh, no, I'm quite happy. Yeah. Quite happy. I get that vibe from you, yeah. man. And I think there's. I take a lot of inspiration from yeah, that. I don't, I, I don't feel like there's. I don't feel like I'm competing with anything or anyone or anybody or any targets. You know, whatever happens, happens. No, you know? I, I vibe off that. I think that's cool. Mm. Um, so uh, when this interview airs, uh, it'll be the last day of the tour. Um, so uh, for folks that haven't seen you uh, guys on a gig yet or, or anything like that, um, what what have you got planned? Like any any other tours or, or things for the rest of the year or next year? Well, well, we're in the same boat as everyone else. We have to see how this whole pandemic thing mm. pans out, where it's going to get less or it's going to get worse. and. So we don't really know. You can't really plan at this point. No one can really plan too far in advance. Mm. You know, a lot of things have been planned for 2022 with other bands, but you know, are they going to happen? Will they happen? Who knows? Mm. So you don't want to play with other bands. We have to, we have to see with other. <laughs> Just continuous tours with, and if not, Rich Wilson's solo <laughs> <project>. forever. <laughs> well, let's see. I go. You know, at, at this point, we haven't anything solid planned. As in, it's nailed down. Mm. Nothing. I think by the time this airs, which will be next Saturday, we'll have the Swansea gig tonight. And then you boys got some dates in Ireland as well. Yeah, we have dates in Ireland and at the end of October. But again, it's know, all dependent. Yeah, it's yeah. all dependent on the restrictions and what's happening. And, and there's been a little bit of an upsurge in COVID at home at the moment. So 
we've got to see how that pans out. Yeah, I think we've done well to just be able to play it to the dates we have. Yeah, I think, we, I think we've been very lucky. You know, Bar, there was one show that had to get postponed, but that was, you know, there was nothing we could, none of us could do about mm. that. It was just a COVID thing, and that's it. You know? Just have to be thankful that we've played the ones we have. I think, we, I think, I think we are, we're, we're all pretty happy we've got this far into the tour. Mm. You know, we're into the second, tonight I think it's maybe the, the end of the first half. So starting tomorrow night will be the second half of the tour and we can just get as far into it and hopefully touch wood we get to the end of the tour yeah 100% you know, with everyone being healthy and fit and no one else being sick and stuff would be great okay. mm -hmm. <coughs> um, now a question that we like to finish the show on uh, again another hypothetical one uh, if you could tour with one band from the past and one band from the present who would they be mm. one band from the past and one from the present well that's a mm. that's a question that's kind of like you can cover with one band it's up to you if you want to. I mean, you've got. You, you <laughs> can... well, if there was a band I could tour with from the past and a band that I could tour with in the future, it would be the Stones. It'd be the Stones. Would you mm. prefer to tour with the the modern era of the Stones or the or the kind of as long as as long era? as Keith and Mick are there, and Ronnie, I'm happy. Obviously, Charlie's not there anymore, and in a perfect world, Charlie would be there. Yeah. But he, you know. God rest, he's gone now. So, but it would be the Stones, I'd imagine, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Brian, some of the guys in the band, Brian might would might, might choose early Aerosmith, mm. possibly. Could you reckon you could guess what the other band members would pick, and then? Yeah, so I think I could. I think I think <laughs> Brian would probably go with early Aerosmith, and maybe the Black Crows. Okay, at the, at yeah, the, yeah, you know, yeah. maybe. Could make you know. What about Key, I would say that he would say the Stones also. I'm not so sure what he would say for the future, but I'm pretty sure he would say the Stones. He might say early Thin Lizzy, to be fair. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. What about Finn? Let's see. Now, now you're getting. What's, he, what's Finn's? What's Finn's interest? Because Finn's a bookie dude, isn't he? Finn's vibe is, you know, if Finn was sitting here now, he he probably would go. I would need a little bit of time to think about that, mm. because Finn, um, his genre of music is really not what you would think it is. You know, he's heavily into Tool and Mars Volta mm -hmm. and bands like that. Oh, that's interesting. So, yeah. You know, and his style of playing when he when he plays in Blackwater, you wouldn't really get that vibe from him. But that's what he listens to. So if he was to pick bands that he would want to tour with, I'm not so sure. Yeah. I I think he might say he'd like to tour with Blackberry Smoke again because okay. he really enjoyed that one. Yeah, yeah. So he might say that. And obviously, Aaron, the keyboard player, is 12 years old, so it'd be S Club Seven. <laughs> it would be S Club Seven and probably Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Like that, you just know. stuff that you listen to when you're a kid. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he says if if his mum's watching, if you could send him some money, that'd be great. Cause... <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> right, I... yeah, he's already used. We've took all of his dinner money. Bullied Bro, he's out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, as we said, like because I've got a Gandalf tattoo, I get Dumbledore, and uh, Aaron gets Harry Potter. He does. He? he gets Harry Potter a lot. Yeah. Because he's got um, he's got diabetes. We call him the pancreas thief as well. <laughs> 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 That's the new one. I can't wait to see how it reacts when uh, when I shout. Uh, well, he'll just shout Dumbledore back to you. Yeah, right? I know it's standard rotation <laughs> at this point. Right, thanks ever so much for chatting. Thanks, Aaron. Thank Appreciate you. it. Thanks, Ryan. Enjoy the tour. That's and, cool. Uh, yes, so that was uh, Phil of Blackwater Conspiracy, joined by Aaron in person. There, um, I thought it was a really good, uh, uh, interesting thing. I mean, the way he just casually unveiled that he uh, auditioned for ACDC back in 2016. I mean, where, where, where do you get, where do you pull that from? Um, you know, it's crazy, crazy story there. Um, but I, lo I love the way he's like 
so relaxed and chilled about about uh where the band are going and and the style that they do you know they don't box themselves into any certain uh genre they kind of just take take you uh, a song where where they feel it is going um yeah so i really admire them for that um you know they're, they're not they're not pressured uh into just bringing out an album for the sake of it either um you know it's just it's just really interesting and i think uh i mean aaron spoke very highly of of the band um while he's been out on tour um really cool guys you know really cool people and um you know i hope hopefully uh they'll, they'll be able to continue to, to to keep touring and uh you know through throughout the rest of this year and next year uh if you like what we're doing uh you can uh, like and subscribe of course and uh, you can follow us on Facebook, where every Wednesday from 10am we release a teaser trailer revealing what guest we have on the podcast. Um, and of course the podcast itself is out every Saturday from 10am. And if that's not enough, uh, we also do extra vibes occasionally on a Thursday, where that could be any topic. That could be a top 10 best new rock vocalists, it could be top 10 best new guitarists, uh, top 10 best albums the last decade, it could be anything. Uh, so, uh, you know, like and subscribe. And we will see you next week.